All right, welcome back to the big program. Usually at this uh, hour, we talk to Mark Spector for Booster Juice, but uh, Speck sent me this text. He's just, uh, he was boarding a plane, and he goes, sorry, man, uh, told the, the girl, the flight, you know, the ticket counter, told the lady I needed till 7.15, and she was like, no chance, pal. <laughs> <laughs> What a loss. Yeah, what a don't loss. Don't care who you are. You're My not, morning's ne- never going to be the same. So it's, uh, you got Laddie, Ladislav Schmid, our co-host, uh, 8 to 10. I'm looking forward to this next little bit. And uh, we're going to kind of elevate our game with Laddie for this first uh, 20 minutes. Brought to you by Ram Elevators and Lifts, Forbes Best Rated Residential Elevators and Lifts Manufactured right here in Edmonton. You can visit TrustRam.com for more Information. Well, Laddie, what a week it was since we last talked to you. Been yes. pretty crazy, huh? Very crazy. Very crazy. Are you talking about the Oilers? <laughs> are we on the same page? I think we are. No. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Ah, uh, yeah, lots, lots of. I mean, changed. Did you some win, wins? Three wins. And I you, was, I was always positive. If you follow me on yes, my Twitter, very positive. You know, trying to, trying to be there for my boys. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's much. I I think it's much better to be positive than always negative. Come come home from work, you're already probably pissed off about whatever's going on there. Then maybe you're mad about your wife as well. But <laughs> it's like I compare being a fan to to the marriage. You okay, know? be positive. Yeah. Be, well, you can be pissed off. Mm-hmm. You know, like my wife doesn't talk to me half of the time I'm at home, but <laughs> but still we love each other and like we are there for each other. And, you know, at the yeah. end of the day, it's like we are trying to find something positive in it. And what's the biggest thing? Communication. Communication, yes. And it works. I think yeah. you and I should open some sort of a therapy, couples therapy. You know, we could, we could have people coming in, you know. Oh, my wife would probably shut it down. <laughs> she, she, she would probably say I'm the last person who should be giving advice. So, so would mine, I think, too. So, did you watch the game last night? Were you yes, able to? Yes, I did. And what did you think? Again, a strong third period. Mm-hmm. Like the first two periods, it was we gave up again the goals that we were giving up, kind of around the net, like a tip, and then. But it, it is better. Mm-hmm. It is better. I I feel like it's more zone there, trying to protect the middle more. But third period, again, we. Just a different team. Desperate, uh, desperate more urgency. I, we, we wanted it. Yes. Yeah. We want it and we got it. And it's a great confidence boost for a team. You know, like I, these games are the best for, to, to get your team going. Mm-hmm. Now it's three in a row. Kane score a hat trick. We need to get him going right yep. on a regular basis. That's going to help him as well. He's got to be a big piece. If we want to make a playoffs and go deep in the playoffs that, you know, we need guy like that. And now a road trip where it's, you know, they had a little, these little one or two gamers. Those really don't count. Because in the sense of getting out and doing things as a team, you, you got the best place going. You're going to Florida and Carolina. Nice places. Nice places. Yeah, yeah. Been there, done that. You, you enjoyed Florida? <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, who didn't? Yeah. Who doesn't? It's a little bit too humid for me. Oh. You know, I sweat a lot. But, you know, but yeah, it, it is nice. But yeah, it's, it's good. Boys are going to be together, you know, probably have team dinner or two, uh, mm-hmm. you know. It's, it's sometimes it's good to get, get, get away from, uh, from home and, you know, bond together. Yeah. Text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. If you've got question for Laddie, even a call, we've got some time for some open line. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Steve says, did the NHL suspend Ernie for the headshot? They won't suspend him. He maybe might get maybe a little a bit of a fine, fine. but yeah. they would never suspend him for that. I don't think. I don't it, think he is even repented. 
You got a two-minute penalty. Yeah, I know, yeah, but, yeah. but he's not a repeat offender. No. I think, it, if, if anything, he might get... Mine, it could even might, be... He, yeah, he might get like a 2,500. Less than what Leon yeah. got for the cross-check yeah. to the back of the lane. What a hell of a cross-check. <laughs> sure. I, I think that was the first one I ever seen. It's a <laughs> that low, that low. That low. Yeah. Wow, I, I was I was dying laughing watching the replay. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Well, thank God nobody got hurt, first of yes. all. You don't want to see that, but... Yeah, <laughs> those are the. Those I wouldn't are, even think of that. Well, those are the cross checks. Maybe Kyler Yamamoto, someone five foot six. Yeah. He's cross checking guys at the back that of the lane. In the head. <laughs> but, but well, the, the NHL was key on like getting rid of the cross check. Yeah. So maybe he was thinking, if I'm going to do it below, <laughs> you know, I can get away with that. But no, 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 no. no. Uh, any other, again, third period was a big period for the Oilers. Six and a half minutes left. It's 3-1. This could easily have gone the other way. I also wanted to think, what did you think when Vinny DeHarnay almost had the little backhand touch into his own net? <laughs> Those oh. happens. Yeah. Those happens, and yeah. it happened to me. I, I scored a bunch of oh, uh, own yeah. goals, too. Like, you know, kind of like that, though? Probably not like that, but... I think Tom Gilbert once shot at his own net and he scored. Trying, it was like a clearing attempt, but it, you know, it happens. It looks silly, mm-hmm. but you have a split second to react, and it sometimes, sometimes it looks awkward. Yeah, but it is what it is. Like, like I said, you know, your body reacts. Everybody, you know, you, you knew what he was trying to do: milk the clock, right, yeah, to get yeah. to the power play more time. Yeah. This is totally different, but yeah, like I, yeah. I, I've seen some silly own goals, and you know, thank God it didn't, it didn't happen. But like I, like you, you, you bang on it. You know, they were desperate. Yeah. They wanted it. The crowd was behind them. The the arena was going bananas. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to see. Not not the neg- it's negativity, negativity and you know, uh, firing the coach and hiring new coach and like uh, you know what is going to do with the team. You know, like I, I'm sad for Jay Bucroff. Yeah. I, I am. Like mm-hmm. he had a great record, but the and Mans and Mans, both of them. You yeah. know, like I, yeah, I forgot Mans, but yeah, it is what it is. It's it, unfortunately it's a cutthroat business, and sometimes the the team. It's not even. It's still the players who are on the ice. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. You know, but sometimes you you need the impulse and you need a different voice. McDavid <laughs> goes into the media and said he, Jay Bucroff never lost the yeah. locker room. And that's fine, but sometimes you need that boost, and you need you need an impulse, and you need a different voice in the locker room. You know, I've been through it. <laughs> like yeah. I, I spent almost eight years here, and I had six different coaches. <laughs> that wasn't ideal at all. You know, uh, at all. What was the reaction? How did you know the feeling? What was the feeling in the room amongst the players when it happened when you were playing? Well. <laughs> It's kind of shock. Sometimes you see it coming. Sometimes it's shock. Mm-hmm. But after a while, when you're like switch, like almost every year, it was like you're you're getting numb to it, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know how else to to describe it. I don't think it's ideal to switch coaches every every year. But it is what it is. Like I said, it's a, it's a business. This is a bit different. But lately, the Oilers have been going through a bunch of coaches too, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I would like to see some consistency and hopefully this is the guy i'm just kind of quickly looking did you have in season change here in edmonton i don't know if i don't, I don't think, think so just it was always o- off, season. off season yeah yeah did, did you have an in season one ever in the nhl or in in your career not in season yeah no big no, difference never, i assume but, right but yeah it's it's for sure more ideal in the off season so yeah. the, for it especially for the coach. Mm-hmm. He's got a, you know, time to prepare the team, what system he wants to play. Yeah. 
here mid-season like I, I know there's got to be some correction made especially when it comes to odd man situations uh these on coverage all that but i think the most important thing is just to take a, take a breath right calm down build some confidence and i i think the, the new coach he, he talked about it you know just go out there and play hockey have fun again it's you know don't mm-hmm. be so tense you know yesterday laddie we had a, a comment from Sidney crosby I just read it because it was after their win on Tuesday. It was their fifth win. And Sidney Crosby said, you know, things are starting to come easier and we're th- not thinking about it so much. We're not worried about the system. We're letting our instinct go. It's just a hat, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, the, the, the brain is the most important thing in hockey. Yeah. It can take you to the ultimate highs or ultimate lows. You know, and yeah, it's just when you're rolling, the you feel like you're, you're invincible. Right. You know, that's that's how, how it, that's how it is. Text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Zads says, "Good morning, gents. I have to hear what Laddie thinks about Evan Bouchard. Bouchard is great offensively, but I have to admit he is not good defensively." Thoughts from Laddie. Really good show. Thanks, Zads. Kind of sums it up there. He pretty he pretty much answered his own uh, question, but even though. Even though you're really good offensively, you need to be somewhat decent defensively. You're still mm-hmm. defenseman, and you cannot you cannot make the other four guys work on you. You know, r- work for you. Like I know he he's usually playing with Agholm, and he's gonna help him, but he needs to he needs right. to improve his defensive play. And I think he will. It's still beginning of the season. Yeah, he, defensively he had a poor start. Right. You know, but everybody goes to, through some highs and lows. I think he's going to get it get it going. He he was fine last year. It wasn't like he was totally great defensively still. When when Eggholm came, he gave him that, that boost and yep. he got better. I'm I'm hoping. Yep. I'm, I don't want to assume, but I'm hoping it, the same is going to help happen this season as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. You know, and like talking about it all the time, media talks about it. I don't think it's gonna help him big time. Um, again, I'm sure I've been in the, in the NHL. Yeah, they're probably talking about it, trying to help him, showing the videos. Again, it starts within, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you need to be willing to get out of your comfort zone at times, right? Like he's not, never gonna be the big hitter or stuff like that ending the place right away mm-hmm. but just just be there be in the way good stay good positioning you know Man. and and then and like when the the team when they're gonna get rolling they're a puck position team and you know when you're when you're playing in their zone mm-hmm. that you know you don't have to worry about your own zone well just think if he can be average defensively yeah holy smokes is, now, is eric carlson great defensively no. he was always he always plays with somebody who needs to sometimes bail him out. Mm-hmm. But you're okay with that because he produces so so many points. I'm okay with that. And if Bouchard is producing points, you play him with Agholm. You know the the like I said, I think the Oilers gonna get it going. They're gonna get back to controlling the puck position for most of the games. He can get away with a lot of a lot of stuff, but people have to cut him a little bit of mm-hmm. slack because he is producing points. He's there for a different reasons. Tons of uh, texts coming in for Laddie. We'll get to those in just a second. Uh, Pat in the Park, Stevie from Drumheller, uh, HVAC Nick, 
And I don't know if we want to get into this B-Rad one. We might let the Duke get that one going, but uh, that could be one as well. Uh, when we come back, Frank Saravalli, he's in uh, Stockholm. What is he doing there? Well, it's the Global Series. You got oh. the four teams over there. Ooh. Leafs and Wings oh, yeah, tomorrow. True. Yeah, I, totally I think is it one o'clock or eleven o'clock our time. One of the two. Can't remember. But are they playing in the Avicii Arena? In noon, s- noon tomorrow our noon, time. Noon our time. Yeah. Stockholm is that the rink? Avicii. Yeah. I I I saw it somewhere. Yeah, it's a you know very famous DJ that passed away but that's what I was going to ask if Kevin knew no he he has no idea who Avicii I met Avicii once in Vegas it was a yeah unfortunately he passed away at a young age but he was like one of the biggest DJs in the world come on educate yourself (laughs) yeah glad he said that like uh, almost tongue in cheek wise and Kevin's like oh I didn't know that's what the arena was called the Avicii arena what's that is is that Ikea's main competitor (laughs) (laughs) it's not a furniture store they make great meatballs Uh, you know what I'll take some meat we gave it to Duke for going to the Jonas Brothers laddie oh he did oh yeah well, they were there yesterday. They were, yeah. They have to bring them back as a good luck, I guess. Wow. I was. I said to to uh, Duke, there were three guys in their box in the in the suite. That's it. Oh. Just the three of them. Why not? Well, You're Jonas Brothers. Yeah, but where's the like? You got to have some entourage. Entourage. You know. Well, let's get you have her to going. Pay for entourage, maybe they're smart. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> when we come back, uh, Frank Saravalli in Stockholm, Sweden, on the Kevin Carey Show with Ladislav Schmid on Sports fourteen forty. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program, man. We might have to find some Swedish music for this next intro. No Philadelphia freedom for uh, Frank Saravalli, our headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Reuter. At Mr. Reuter, they only employ the finest organic, grain-fed, free-range plumbers. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrreuter.ca as we welcome in Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff in Stockholm, Sweden. I guess it's uh, good afternoon, Frank. It is good afternoon. It's already dark here, which no surprise this time of year. But um, it's uh, it's been great to be here, and mm-hmm. there's a lot going on. Lots of hockey, lots of hockey fans. I've run into people all over the place from Detroit or Toronto, mm-hmm. or lots of people from Ottawa on mm-hmm. my flight over. And uh, yeah, it's great to be here. So of course we got Laddie Schmid on Thursdays with you, and Laddie says he used to play in Stockholm a couple times. Yeah, I play in that arena. I. Guys were surprised that they switched the name to Avicii Arena, which they had no idea. I, I used to know it as Globe Arena, but uh, yeah, Kevin still doesn't know who no Avicii clue. is, but whatever. Yeah, well, we'll catch you up at some point, Kevin. Thanks, Maybe Frank. one of these times we can do an Avicii lead-in for me. Uh, we'll go levels. <laughs> yeah. That'll be nice and easy. And then... Um, you know, at least, you know, we should have done some ABBA today because I, yes. I walked right by it today. The, they have the ABBA Museum and Hall of Fame. Uh, Ooh. Do you know who, who ABBA is? I know who ABBA no, is. Well, Kevin, I'm asking I you. Know all, yes, I know oh, many I'm songs sorry. from ABBA. That's my era. I thought you were just ignorant no. to, to European music. Uh, listen, you know? I'm not like strutty with ABBA, but I know Ooh. quite a few songs. Does, does ABBA, so ABBA doesn't qualify then as a one-hit wonder? Oh, no. Oh, no. They no, have no, so no, many. No, no, Frank. Yeah, but I'm gonna uh, fall I only in the really right know now. one. So I, Waterloo, it's one of the best ones. There's a bunch. I'm gonna have to. I'm what? gonna put in my AirPods when I get on the subway <laughs> on the way to the game. What is the music of with Meryl Streep? <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. Mama, Mama Mia. Mia, yeah, Mama, Mama Mia, Mia Frank. That's, that's not in my wheelhouse either. Oh. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> so but for me, did you have chance to walk around Stockholm, or is, is it your first time there? It's my first time. Yeah, I did. Uh, amazing place. 
it does it does bother me a little bit that like the sun doesn't really come up much above mm-hmm. the horizon like yeah. it's just kind of out there and that's it and i said well what's up and they said oh no this counts as a sunny day here <laughs> and i was like uh yeah i'm not sure i could live here with that but yeah, it is tough. a beautiful place so what's the atmosphere like frank hockey wise um, there's a lot go i walked into um i had a meeting this morning at one of the team hotels and there's fans lined up down the block for autographs mm, yeah. um there's lots of uh swedish hockey fans that with the with three of the teams here in particular there's long time connections to like the toronto maple leafs with boria salming and mm. uh matt sundin and then now the present day william nylander and yeah. the detroit red wings like they've been a favorite here with nicholas lidstrom and cronwall and mm-hmm. zetterberg and all those guys and you think of um you know, Minnesota Wild, maybe not as much with someone like Joel Erickson Eck, but um, the Ottawa Senators. Daniel Alfredson's here. He's going to be on the bench tonight. Yeah. They're making him an assistant coach for Is the two he? games. That's awesome. So that's um, these are teams that are immensely popular here. It's not just any random team. And that um, I think that makes it really nice. You know, Frank, the, the thing that we're getting over here is that the and sometimes it doesn't happen with games like this overseas and whatever you, if you want to call it the global series every year, it seems like the players are really immersed in this more than other years. Are you getting that too? Well, the Swedes certainly are like, this is a chance for them to show off their country to their teammates. So they've got dinners lined up. They've got uh, lots of, you know, there's a fan fest thing. Those guys are going to, or they've got events all over the city. Their schedules are absolutely rammed this week. Um, I do think the buy-in is there um, when you have four teams here. And, you know, look at it from the Toronto Maple Leafs perspective, just from a pure season point of view. They've never played regular season home games outside of North America. Mm-hmm. And to do this global series as part of the negotiation, the Leafs didn't give up any home games. So they got a chance to knock out two road games by going to one place and it's really not that far compared to going to say California, it's comparable distance or time wise. And you get to go somewhere else and hang out with your teammates in, in a, in a beautiful European city. It sounds like a win before you even step on the ice. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's, it's nice little kind of break in a season in sense, you know, you're in a different city, it's something new. And like you said, I'm sure, they all have some sweets and on their teams. They're gonna show them the the city around. I, I, I'm assuming these sweets are very excited, you know, to to play in yeah. front of their families. Yeah, uh, I think Will, like William Nylander said, this is the first time his grandmother is gonna get a chance to see oh. him play live in the NHL. That's that's, that's, that's just cool. awesome. Yeah, that, that is, is very really cool. that is very cool, man. Yeah, I, I'm all for it. Like you gotta mm-hmm. grow the sport, right? Like other leagues are doing it. Like NFL is playing in London and yeah. like all that stuff. Like other leagues are going across the ocean, why not, Frank? Uh, so it's kind of been a whirlwind for you with the GM meetings, and then over there. So can you kind of give us a little uh, Cole's note version? I guess what the last uh, I don't know twenty four forty eight hours uh, have been like for you? Yeah, it's certainly been busy. Uh, a lack of sleep, <laughs> I would say, is wearing on me a bit, and the time zone change hasn't been pretty. But um, lots of Like I thought the GM meeting was interesting because 
there wasn't aside from the cut resistant clothing, mm. there wasn't anything front and center. And that's allowed the GMs to sort of begin to ideate and think about different ways that they change the game. And I don't even think it's, it's broken, but three on three overtime mm. got a lot of attention. They were saying, we don't like that they're gaming the puck possession part of three on three OT. Let's see if we can add in a red line or a blue line that sort of makes it like basketball. It's like a mm. half court. Once you cross it, you can't go back over again. Do, is that even necessary? I, it feels like I, you know, sort of like idle hands kind of thing. You know, if there's, they have this much time on their hands that they're just <laughs> inventing different ways to make changes. But I don't know. I think you can always tinker with it. I, I think it'd just be a way easier to keep it like it is and yeah. increase three on three to 10 minutes and get almost 95% of the games ending in OT. You know, uh, Frank, here's a, a neat, after you sent that uh, out on Tuesday, after like you came on with us, you know, at uh, 8.20 our time, you sent uh, that post out about the GMs talking about that. We had Grant Fuhr on at uh uh, you know, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, about an hour and a half after you sent that, and, and Grant's involved in the three-on-three league that's going on. Yep. And he goes, "Well, we use this already. This is this; th- those rules are in place. This is what we do already." So it's kind of they're stealing that idea. Yes. Yeah. So that's kind of how it was going there. I would, I, and I, it's I, no I'm surprise because they're reactionary. They they take things from other leagues and and what's going. On. I like personally, one of the big things that I'm going to be talking about, and I'm looking forward to to speaking to Gary Bettman later tonight, I want to ask about the NBA's in-season tournament. Hmm. I think that's one of the big things the NHL struggles with is engagement, not just from fans, but also really from players in an 82-game season. It's hard to get everyone excited. And if you could take a chunk of those games in November or the dog days of the season in January when you're just not really close enough to the playoffs yet to have everyone sort of you know at their best, Put some extra, you know, juice in it. Put mm-hmm. some skin on the line. Put, you know, give each player a chance to make another hundred or two hundred grand with an in-season tournament. I don't see anything wrong with that. I, I, I kind of agree, man, with you. Like it's, it, I, I think it's a smart idea. Hey, what is the worst that can happen? Nobody's gonna like it. Whatever. I, I don't see it coming. But I don't, I don't see that. But so you just go away from it you know, after a year or two. But I, I think it's a great idea. You, you have to grow the mm-hmm. sport. You have to make it exciting, especially in States. You know how it is, Yeah. you know, like you need to grow that market. And th- this is the ideas that could do that. The one thing well, with what's, you, what's the worst that happens? You end up with like the World Cup of Hockey where you don't play <laughs> yeah. again for 13 years. Like, yeah. I mean, come on, that can't be the worst <laughs> thing is that they invent a trophy for this in-season tournament. They do it for two years and then they gas it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't fault them at all for trying. It may not be executed well, but to mm-hmm. spice up a really long mm-hmm. regular season, I think everyone would welcome that. Yeah, uh, Frank, you, you know uh, we had the coaching change here, and I kind of came up, uh, you know, to to put it in a nutshell, I kind of looked at it like this and said, after talking to some of the players and talking and seeing them at practice on uh, the first practice that they had on on Tuesday. I kind of looked at it like this. The players were not okay with the coaching change, but they were okay and are okay with the new coach coming in. Having said all that, the point that I'm getting at is who's next in the league do you think is kind of on the hot seat, I guess, as far as coaching's changes go? I mean, we just saw the Islanders roll through here in Western Canada. Yeah, that wasn't pretty, was it? No. Uh, 
Um, I would say let's see how this trip in Sweden goes for DJ Smith and the yeah, Sens. Um, I, you know, I do think it's interesting that Alfredson is on the bench, and I, I'm not entirely convinced that it's just a Swedish thing mm. and a way to play nice. He's also been out there for practice a lot too throughout this season, and not to say that you know it's certainly something that Daniel Alfredson wants to do or is angling for. I bet you he's probably even a little bit uncomfortable with the optics of the situation. But we've seen other high-profile players without any NHL head coaching experience, Marty St. Louis in Montreal, come in and do a really nice job. So um, that's one situation that I do think is simmering. Uh, I don't think there's – people have asked me about Craig Berube. I just sat down with Doug Armstrong on Monday in Toronto. I I don't have any sense that that Craig Berube's on a hot seat. Um, I would say – you know, maybe Lane Lambert with the Islanders. And part of it's just because Lou Lamorello is um, is one to make lots of coaching changes. But it feels like with this Edmonton situation having just happened, that nothing is really like, you know, in the 90% range in terms of reaching uh, a boiling temperature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. I, I can imagine how De- Daniel Alfredson feels like about this. Like this, I, I, I think I think this is not coincidence that he's okay. there. Like I think he is there to gather information, maybe observe too, like what's going on, how the team is, how the players are interacting with the coach, how the coach is with the team. Yeah, I don't think this is coincidence. That's what Paul Coffey's doing. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, probably. I think yeah. that's really one of the things that's been with this coaching change hasn't been talked about enough is first off just to, to add a little bit to it. Like I really felt, and, and especially in talking to some other people around the league, the last few days, I feel for Jay Woodcroft. Yeah, Like yeah. I really do. Like Leon Dreisaitl at some point was going to have a four point game. Mm-hmm. We know that Connor McDavid is not going to be 126th in league scoring. Like these things were going to work themselves out. I also understand why the Oilers couldn't wait forever to get there because they can't, they have to find a way to salvage this season. That said, um, the part about having someone from management and look, Paul Coffey's a total pro. He's, you know, he's done and seen almost everything you can in the NHL. And he, has a hard edge to him and an intensity that I love. Mm -hmm. That said, you still have someone from management with a direct line to the owner now essentially looking over the shoulder of a coach that has no NHL experience. And I think that's an important thing to at least just acknowledge. So, Frank, do you think, and I, I really think this, that that direct line to the owner for the time being that Paul is behind the bench doesn't exist anymore. Do you think that, I, that you think I'm out in left field with that? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because I've so how, I understand that okay. I I believe this and I don't want to overstate it, but I think that a lot of the strings that have been pulled over the last two years have a direct line right back to Paul Coffey. I don't think people fully grasp and realize just how much power he's held. So my point is that how can a head coach, how can assistant coach, how can a defenseman, how can anyone look Paul Coffey in the eye if that relationship, that hotline to the owner still exists and be engaged and be on the same page as Paul going forward here? I don't think it can. you when you're a team. 
Pardon me? Does the owners, that's what you do when you're a team. The owner is no different. He's part of it. He's just, he's the guy that writes the checks and he's passionate and he's, you know, at times, I think it's fair to say a little bit mercurial in terms of, you know, how hot and cold he runs throughout the course of a season with wins and losses. And I think a lot of time is spent sort of, you know, I don't want to say calming him down, but at least just talking through the process and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Everyone's got bosses. And now it's just, I think way more interestingly than the coaching part of it is what sort of intel, what sort of opinions does Paul Coffey form of the players that are there during this stretch? Because it's not going to be forever. Like, I don't think it's we're going to have year. Paul Coffey no. being a permanent head uh, a, a coaching staff member. Just this so year. So when, when that's the case, what does he walk away from that thinking or feeling about whoever it might be on the roster? Well, my, my thing is, isn't Ken Holland – up after this yes year. this is his last year too. so w- when when i watched the press conference with uh Jeff paul, paul Co- no but okay. with paul coffee too it didn't seem to me like is this gonna be a long-term coaching just or, this year yes i think so so he paul, might be paul could, paul could yes. be the next gm no he's mm. got the time no, or, or he, don't, if he wanted to be or the ad- next president or the president could have been before they went with yeah. Jeff Jackson. Yeah. Look, Paul Coffey has his hand in a lot of different things. He's a businessman yeah. with a lot of stuff going on back in Ontario. Mm. I don't think it was ever really his design. If I'm not mistaken to live in Edmonton, I think he'll do whatever necessary to help the Oilers. because he feels that strongly about it and is, is very passionate about this team in particular, but I just He's I, had a lot of say there. I don't see this happening, Frank. I hate to say it. I, I'm I'm going to stand on this. I don't see Paul Coffey calling up Daryl Cates and saying this is what happened today. I mean, he ha- he no, knows- no, not 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 in that granular of a form. It would be in hey, this is a theme that's working. This isn't. This needs changing. This has more potential. I think it's way more overarching than that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a, a constant daily transcript of so-and-so said this, so-and-so acted this way. I don't think it's like that at all. But I do think that there is certainly a line of communication there that isn't just evaporating because he's behind the bench. Well, Frank, we've taken too much of your time already because you got to get out for a nice Swedish dinner tonight. What are you going to be having? Like, what are you, what are you, What's the delicacy you got to try over Swedish there? Swedish meatballs. Well, My God. Look, I'm not a very adventurous eater, and I kind of had a hard time with this last night. We went to dinner. I, I met up with a few of my uh, Swedish friends here, and they ordered uh, beef tartare. And I was like, yep, sorry. that's I'm going to pass on raw beef. And it's then delicious. the other thing was they had some reindeer steaks. Nice. And that's not really up my alley either. So I just said, um, burger, please. Try the crop kakar. Typical uh, North American. Yeah. Try the God, crop, crop cacker. Guys, come so, on. You so got to try new things. What should I be getting? Well, well Swedish meatballs. Well, Swedish meatballs. Well, I'll that's, do that's, that. I mean, that's easy. But that's like, easy. Like, well, how like, uh, should I be? Fried herring. Like, honestly, like beef tartare is one of my favorite things. But And I know I, I see your concerns. Like, you don't want to get sick. If you're in a really good restaurant and they serve beef tartare, I would be very confident. It, I, I, so it came out and it literally looks like ground up hamburger meat. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's from filet mignon. Yeah. It's a filet mignon. And like with the right spices, it's, it's so good. 
I but promise it's you. Chewy and no. no <laughs> try no. try the fermented herring, Frank. I, I could I could be in on that. I, I'm gonna start out with meatballs. And how about we go? Yeah, there? meatballs. Let's let's do meatballs. Like that's 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 what they're known for. Hey Frank, thanks for your time. Enjoy when are you back? Uh, enjoy these games over there. But when are you back? I'll be back on Sunday. Oh great! Well, safe travels, and we'll yeah. talk to you on Tuesday. Thanks, Frank. All right, sounds yeah. good. Have a good one, guys. Yeah, that is our headliner of the day, Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff. Brought to you by Mister Ruder. There's a reason they call him Mister. For all your plumbing needs, go to MisterRuder.ca. A plethora of texts coming in, and we are going to get to some of those when we come back on the Kevin Carey Show with Ladislav Schmid on Sports 1440. Right after the break. All right, welcome back to the big program. Kevin Carius, Ladislav Schmidt. Black. Hello, it's what? Hello, Black. Okay, so yeah. now they're, uh, Laddie yeah. and, and the Duke are really, I guess... He's a good singer, too. They're increasing my culture, I guess, my music and you knowledge. know this song. Well, I heard of the song before, but... Yeah. Yeah. Who's the singer of the song? Allo Black. Allo Black? Allo Black, And then yeah. this Avicii dude is playing the... Yeah, the beats. Yeah, the DJ. So what does he mean he's playing the beats? He's spinning the record? Like spinning he's spinning the records, the- yeah. Like taking care of the... Like Duke, the, help me the, out the, here. The music has to be created. Created. Kevin, like, that's right? what like he Like a did. producer creates for any genre of music. The, the music has to be created, composed, however you want to look at it. So Avicii is a DJ, a producer. He makes the song and then gets... The vocals from Aloe Black to sing them. Yeah. Hell of a song. Great song. I love that song. Just love it. <laughs> Can't get enough of it. <laughs> Would you prefer Avicii or ABBA? Probably ABBA. ABBA, yeah. Well, yeah. The next. But just a couple. I'm not like going into the whole 10, 12 songs like Strutty or maybe more. Have you ever, uh, you've seen Strutty dance to I, ABBA? I have on my playlist, I have ABBA. Okay. Dancing Queen, probably. Dancing Queen, yes. Okay. I'm, I'm with Kevin Waterloo. That's Waterloo, a great Waterloo is track. a great song. Take a chance on me. Like yeah. that's, <laughs> yes. That episode of The Office where he like he gets his uh, acapella buddies still like on the phone doing the background <laughs> vocals Dancing for Queen. that song. Knowing me, knowing you. Yeah. Take a chance on me. Super Trooper. I have a dream. SOS. SOS. Yes. SOS. Yeah. Yeah, I have it on my playlist. So, I'm, I'm not ashamed of it. I o- also have Taylor Swift. People would be surprised. <laughs> I w- I'm not surprised at that. No? no? no. Swift? Yeah, why not? Yeah. You know I'm, who got me on, on that train? Sam Gagne. On the he's Taylor a, Swift train? Yes, he is a big, big really? Taylor Swift guy, yes. I love that, uh, the clip of when she gets off. Is it in Buenos Aires? She like gets from this past this weekend. Past yeah, week down in Argentina. Oh, I didn't see it. Chiefs are on the bye week, Kansas City. You know she's with Kelsey, right? Yeah, yeah. So she comes off the stage and she runs into his arms. Oh. Just and she d- changed oh. the lyrics to the oh, song that's, Karma, that's the, what I the heard. guy on the Chiefs. Oh. She like put him in the song. She's in love. Hopefully it's gonna <laughs> last. So well, otherwise it's gonna be a next album. Okay, well, what about what if what if all of a sudden his play starts going downhill? Well, it hasn't. Well, then somebody's going to attack her from the Chiefs fans. <laughs> they Kev- need him. Kevin, uh, now we always like uh, things coming full circle here on the mm-hmm. show. Uh, one of Taylor Swift's most notable exes is Joe Jonas. No! Joe Jonas. Yeah. Really? Um, yes. Is that So he's married now, this Joe No, guy? he's the one that's divorced. Okay. From the uh, actress from Game of Thrones, Sophie oh. Turner. That's a like, big difference. Joe Jonas and Kelsey. Yeah, because he's a big dude. He is a big dude. Yeah. Well, that's she's she's kind of that's a good you like what you for, like, right? I mean, yeah. Text coming in to one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Downtown Geo says, "Laddie, have you ever tried 
surströmming. That's what I said. It's called for surströmming, fermented herring. No, that I was I talking so. about. No. He says it's putrid. It, it is considered one of the most repulsive foods. Like the smell makes you gag as soon as the can is cracked. Like it fills a whole room. So why would I try it? Well, well I was it, just trying it, to get like Frank a, to it's try a it. Swedish delicacy. <laughs> is it? Yeah. I was trying to get Frank a little sick tonight. Could you imagine? <laughs> I'll be cursing you. <laughs> How was your trip to Stockholm, Frank? <laughs> oh, he goes. He goes to Stockholm. Like when I go, when I go to a different country, I, at least I'm gonna try one meal that's their like delicacy. And he goes with a burger. Yeah. Does, <laughs> can it scream more American than that? Like, come on. Like, you got to try at least one thing. But the Swedish well, meatballs, that's not a big change. Everyone's had them. Yeah, but not in Sweden in some like good yeah. restaurant. But like beef tartare, like I don't see like Swed- Swedish being known. Like in Czech, when you come to Czech, mm-hmm. a lot of Czech pubs have beef tartare. And right. I'm going to say, don't try it in like 70% of them, please. Okay? When you go to a good restaurant, like, like, yeah, yeah, okay, you, you don't have sushi uh, from some takeout place no, at two no, in the morning, no, right? No, no, no. Tim, Tim texts in, steak tartare is amazing. I yes. make it at home regularly. Yes. Tim and Render. Oh, I, I'm going uh, to check for Christmas and my dad makes killer beef tartare. But you have to you have to buy good meat, like a filet mignon. Yep. And now, there was an old, uh, what was it, Cafe Select downtown here. I don't even know if it's still open. Uh, well, it, uh, uh, Bistro Praha makes beef tartare. Okay. But they used to put a raw egg in the middle too. Yes, that's what you yeah. do. Yeah. You have to. And mm-hmm. then you mix it. Some restaurants, if you tell them, they mix it for you with mm-hmm. all the spices. But the way it should be is a meat, the the egg in the middle, and the spices around. And you make it however you want. And fry bread on the side. Fried bread? We do it with a fried bread. Hmm. Yeah. Fried rye bread, yes. In Czech, that's what we do in Czech. Oh, that's a, we got to get a cooking segment. I'm so segment hungry going. now. Yeah, we got to get a cooking segment. We're going to get that going <laughs> in a little bit. A little bit. We got to get. I think. I think we get barbecue country on on board. We get to because we were talking Ooh, about yeah, the smoker. Can, yes, yes, yes. That would be nice. Yeah. This weekend, I'm doing two racks of back ribs. I bought back ribs mm-hmm. two days ago at Costco. They're on sale. Yeah. No, oh. my wife was craving it. Oh. Too bad See, she. Too bad she only craves the ribs. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully she's not listening. Uh, Crotch says I'd rather watch Toby Peterson on the power play than eat raw beef. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Toby gets thrown in there. Right? He's just out of nowhere. Like why? <laughs> like I play with him. Yes, good guy. Great guy. Yeah. yeah but that one year, yeah, Matt T was putting him on the power play. Everyone was going bananas in town. Yeah, it's like me. To, uh, it's like me. <laughs> be on the be on the point there. It's like people would probably rip the TV off the wall. Oh, we never no, talked I didn't. about. I didn't. Yes, I didn't. But did you see Ryan Whitney? I I don't think he's fully cut himself off. No, Oilers. he's oh, still commenting. No, no, no. Like I said, it's like a marriage. Yeah. But here, here's what's going on with Wit, which if anybody missed that interview last week, definitely go back and uh, listen to it via the podcast uh, on Spotify or Apple. Is he said he is just not like he's still an Oilers fan, but he is not staying up to watch every game anymore, which he had been doing for the past couple seasons. And so now he's in search of kind of a new team to watch every game of. At least from okay. what I've seen on social media, that's been his uh, current endeavor. Besides playing golf against uh, Tamo and who won? Uh, JR. Though, well, they, they just played it, so they won't uh, release oh, that oh. for probably months. Well, like, so now he's going to be cheating on the Oilers. So he's a okay, cheater. Okay, you know Wit better than anyone here. Uh-huh. 
he might say that he's not watching. He's watching. Yeah. I I think well, he can he can get sour. I I feel like if if it passed a certain line, but I don't think we got there. It's mm-hmm. just a stretch of what 10 11 games. Come on. Like I have a stretch of 10 11 days with not talking to my wife <laughs> and I still love her. I don't want to divorce her. Yeah. It is what it is, mm-hmm. you know. And that's my personal life. This is just being a fan of a hockey team, which I know it's like so, a religion for some people. But Let me ask you this with Wit then. Even though you agree, and I think we all agree that he is secretly watching these games, mm-hmm. he's just not being totally honest. Would yeah. you say that's fair, accurate? I think it's fair. Okay. When, yesterday was 6.30, game, yeah, like earlier. Yeah. When does he, to both of you, when does he go, okay, I'm back, baby? When does he publicly say, I am back, baby? Or does he? I, I don't know if he's going to admit it. But I think when if the Oilers are going to be like steamrolling and heading into the playoffs, I think he's going to be in a wagon. We're going to see him at, at Rogers' place at some mm-hmm. point, I think. Ooh. Well, look at, remember, we talked about it last year when he downed that half a bottle of Pink Whitney. Yeah. Do you think it was real Pink Whitney in there or just lemonade? Or I, don't, I never drank Whitney? it, and I yeah. I guess I never will unless, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, hopefully not. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you I, think it was, it was real? It was probably real. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, have, you, so, have any of you tried? Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's, I, it, that's one of my go-tos, like when I'm out at uh, the CBH on Thursday nights for Thursday Night Football, I've got a little... Uh, Little tab to okay. uh, to distribute, and that's a, a very common one. I like to get people shots of Pink Winnie. It's it tastes very good. Um, it has to be cold, uh-huh. but mm-hmm. it like for me, it gives me really bad heartburn. So I like. So why would you do it to yourself? <laughs> uh-uh. I was always tequila vodka guy, just a yeah. straight. Well, hey, I blocked the guy on Twitter. I ain't drinking his drink. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing I should have tried, I guess. But no 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 not anymore all right uh, when we come back uh and you've never spoken to nick kiprios before have you Vlad? no never i always i've always you've seen him around seen, obviously. seen him around and on tv yeah he, he does a great job so I'm all right well, forward to it. nick kiprios from uh, rogers sportsnet and the uh kiprios and born radio show it's a podcast it's all of them i guess duke what uh, is it on every form it's on sportsnet it's on radio it's on yeah, no different than uh, than us. You can yep. stream it online, live radio, or uh, go back and listen to it. And it's on, it's on form, TV. So. It's on Sportsnet. At yes, three that, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to cut this, yeah. but my wife is listening, apparently, <laughs> and she is, I am craving. So she is oh. craving. Oh, look at that. <laughs> It'll be a good, the good thing there's no game on tonight, laddie. You can uh, spend your time elsewhere. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we come back, top of the hour, it's uh, Nick Kiprios from Rogers Sportsnet. Before that, here is the Duke with a Sports 1440 update.